Blog Talk Radio.
uh, strange praises. We do all type of stuff that's not pleasing to God. Think God don't want to see it. God don't want to hear it. God don't want to smell it. God won't even allow you to present it to him. He will turn his face from you. But we, in our foolishness, in our own mind, think God will receive anything. He said your first fruit, not what you felt like, not what you had left over, not what you found somewhere, like roadkill. He's not going to accept that. So I began to just talk to God, and I said something to Google, and Google showed me something. It showed me that before God destroyed the world, he he found favor in Noah. Before God destroyed the world, God gave Noah instructions to build an ark. He didn't just give him some kind of instructions. He gave them he gave him instructions of the wood, the pit, uh, how wide it should be, how long it should be, how tall it should be, how many floors should be on it, uh, what all he should put in it, uh, two by two. I mean, two of, of each animal, they would come to him. He didn't have to go look for it. God told Noah what to do. So could you imagine with Noah working for God, uh, we just don't talk in the natural. Like when God tells us to do something, people used to be doing this, and they'd be like, why are you doing that? Ain't no fun in doing that. What are you doing? You done lost your mind. You crazy. You done snapped out. Could you imagine what people thought about Noah and his family? Could you imagine? But God did that because the sins of the world, of mankind, had reached God, and he saw how evil man was and, and birthed. Let me go to this right now. We're going to the sixth chapter of Genesis. In the sixth chapter of Genesis, the sixth verse, well, I'm going to go to the fifth verse. Excuse me. It says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. I didn't say that. The word said that. The sixth verse said, And he repented the Lord that he had made man on earth. And it grieved him at his heart. Mm. I'm going to stop right there for a minute. The wickedness of man in this earth was so great. And that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. That reached God, the wickedness of man. That he created. We're the creatures that God created. And it it was so horrible and heartening and heartbreaking that it said, and it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. It grieved God's heart that he made us. The seventh verse said, and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and every creepy thing in the fowls of the air, for it 
pitied me that I made them. Wow. When I read that again, I said, God, you are love. You are precious. You are forgiving God. You are everything that we need. And God, to hear in your word and read it and receive it and just know that you hated the fact that you made man. It grieved you to your heart. It broke your heart to see that something you created out of love was that evil. When you told us in the beginning to go and subdue the land, to uh, multiply, to, uh, you know, be productive on the earth, you told us all of this, even though we know Adam and Eve in a partnership, because no matter what Eve did, when she presented it to Adam, he, because he loved her, he took it and he ate of it instead of saying, no, my daddy gave me you. He gave me another one. But, no, he went with the program. So they together brought this on the earth, and then they son, Cain and Abel. That became a problem with them. Not only at the beginning did mankind break God's heart then, the, the son of mankind brought murder on the earth first. So, you know, we, we go back and we look at it, we look at things and we say, okay, God, why is it that, I hate to say it, but it's true. Why is it that we only know you, want to know you, is when we need you? God, why is it that we only can think about you, remember to call you, look forward to calling you, and then have the nerve to say, as I wait on you, Lord, it's when we need you. But we don't stop to think, well, you know what? I don't need nothing from God right now. All I need to do is say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I give you the honor. Lord, I give you everything I got. God, it's something that says I'm yours, Lord. Everything I am, everything I'm not. I'm yours, Lord. Try me and see. See if I can be completely yours. You know, we we, we don't think about that. But most of us don't want to remember. We want to talk about the good things. Uh, well, the Bible, where we try to use it in our benefit, but no, that ain't always good for us. I'm going to say us. I ain't going to say you. I'm going to say us. Because, see, we don't want to take God's word and use it where we think it's better than us because he said if you're going to eat it, eat the whole road. You know, don't just take the part out that, that fits you right now. Don't just look at what you need. Look at the whole road. You know, we know his word said that he reigned on the just as well as the unjust. He don't care who he gives favor to. Favor is not fair. Yeah. But there's further instructions in there. We have to come to the conclusion to understand that God's heart is for his people. We need to know that we need to have let God dwell in our heart. We need to know that once we give God, what is due him, his praise, 
his honor, his glory. We have to remember that there are laws to this life. We have to remember that God don't want us to bring, how can I say it? God don't want us to bring, just say meth, poison, on his altar and try to lay it there and then ask him to bless it. He's not a messy God. He's a holy God. He's a true God. He's the only one true living God. God is not just something you pull out the closet, off the, or, or your hanger or off the shelf. God is everywhere always. He said, if you wherever you make your bed, he said he'll be there. If you make it in hell, he'll be there. Wherever you make your bed, God will be there. Not because he coming to rescue you, because once you go there, it's a done deal. So I'm saying that to say this. Okay, I'm going to use this weather. Now, we know it's been hot. Today was hot. Yesterday was hot. The day before that was hot. So I'm going to tell you about Tuesday. I'm going to use me as an example. Tuesday was hot. Hmm. Tuesday was so hot, I rode my motorcycle. Me and my friend Pam, we went to uh, two bike nights to go enjoy hanging out with the other MCs. It was so hot out there that I got so hot, even drinking water, cold water, I was like this. I began to tremble. It was so hot that my body could not cool off. It was so hot that the food I ate had burnt off me and out of me, and I'm a big girl, that I had to uh, sit down and get something else to eat just to let my body be able to burn something while I drunk more water. Now, I said that to say this. If we can't take the heat here on earth, how are we going to go to H-E-L-L-L, hockey stick? How are you going to go there? When the Word of God teaches you that it, it was said, could my brother stick his finger in the water and just put a drop on my tongue? If we can't take the heat here, I'm not going to chance the hour of Jesus coming in the 11th hour, the 59 minute, and I say, Lord, save me, because we know Acts 2, 2 and 21 said that whoever calls the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm not ready to take that chance. Then in the last minute, mm, no, 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 I may not have that time. I may not have time to get out my name, out of my mouth, his name, Jesus. We don't know. We don't know. You know, I think about how my sister left here last year, July 18, 2022. I don't know how she, what was her last word. All I know is that she had told us she, she showed us, she repented, and she turned her life around. That I know. But I don't know what her last words was. I don't know how long she had to lay there before they serviced her. I don't know. See, and I'm saying that to say, I'm not willing to take that chance. Mm. I thank God for knowing that 
He is a God of salvation. He is a God of mercy. He is a God of forgiveness. That if you ask us for forgiveness now, you repent and turn from your wicked ways. If you seek his faith, if you just ask God, God, what's my program? God, what's my agenda? God, what would you have me to do? God, what's my purpose? Once you find out from God, and if you're not for sure, ask God to make it clear, clarify for you, to clear, you to see the clarity, whether somebody prophesied to you or you hear something or you keep seeing something or keep hearing something, and you say, okay. However you need, I always ask God, minister to me in my dreams, Lord. Talk to me in the middle of the night, Lord. I've had nights God woke me up early in the morning. I've had many nights where God won't let me go to sleep because he's talking to me. I see things on the TV. I hear people say something on the TV, and I begin to say, okay. He'll have me sit up until wee hours of the morning, and programs come on, church programs, and, and some to just, like, it just shout in my ear, and I hear God. I, I'm trying to something. You got to get in a relationship with God. Don't let nobody tell you how your relationship is with God. When you have a relationship with God, know your relationship because, see, your purpose is not my purpose. Purpose is not your purpose. God said he used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. When God could tell you to go over there and find money in a fish's mouth, okay? Hmm. See, some of y'all are looking for Big checks to come in the mail or somebody to walk up to you and bless you with hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars. God may have you to move a rock and find a silver or gold, piece of gold or diamond or corn. You never know how God's blessings is going to come. But he said he used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Now, we have had some people born into riches that are now broke. We've had people born into riches that are still rich. We have some people that have been born into poverty, still in poverty, don't know how to get out, don't know how to come out, have not been encouraged, not even believing they can come out. But we have had some that's born into poverty that have came out of poverty. Now, I want to read Second Peter, the third chapter, verses 8, 9, and 10. But I want you to go back and read verses 1 through, uh, I believe it, 18. It says, well, let's go up to 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved until fire again, the day of judgment and perdition of the ungodly man. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years are, are a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us. War to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and that and the which 
the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Now, I read that to say a lot of times we think that, well, God said he wasn't going to destroy the earth with water no more. God said every time we see the rainbow, he remembers his covenant. See, we want to remember those parts. But we got to remember that God said in the day of judgment, he said a thousand years is like a day with him, as a day with him is like a thousand years. So when we sit back and think about the things we're doing before God, we have to remember our time is not his time. Our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. God gives us reasons to acknowledge him. God gives us ways to acknowledge him. God gives us the ability to repent and acknowledge him. I, I, I always say I use myself as an example. Me and my sister, uh, Apostle Elect Dr. Say Kaiser, we're going to a school reunion in a couple of weeks. And um, we're going to get a chance to talk about some memories that we have from high school. Me and my sister began to laugh and talk about some things, and we got so far off the subject, she started reminding me of some things I used to do. And as she was talking, all I could say, but but Jesus, Lord my God, thank God for Jesus. You know, she said, Renee, that's what my family calls me, Renee. She said, Renee, you used to come up with reasons to beat up And I said, I, I don't remember that. And she started reminding me of some things, and I said, oh, God, thank God for Jesus. See, just like God puts you in the your sins and the sea of forgiveness, a lot of times you don't want to remember things that you once did. But when somebody reminds you of it and you begin to laugh, you laugh at the point that you say, nobody but God, nobody but God, nobody but God did that. And she said, I would have the nerve to say, yeah, I did it. Oh, my Lord Jesus, I have to laugh at myself because I thank God for where he brought me from. A lot of you all that see me on Facebook, y'all know me. And I know y'all be like, wow, that ain't the Sylvia, that ain't the Renee I used to know. But see, the, the fact is the, that I said yes to God. I gave God my heart when I remembered that I read years ago and then God brought it back to me, that it repented God, that God repented that he made man. Oh, my Lord. We repent to God for our sins, but God repented that he made man. Would you think about that? I'm appalled to ask anybody on, Facebook to type something in, but I'm going to ask anybody on blog talk if they have something to say with 
about that comment right now. What do you think about knowing that God repented that he made man? The lines are open. Okay, I guess anybody... Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. I just want to say, I think that it shows us how he truly created us in his likeness and his image. Because when we do things or um, sometimes to help people, sometimes to uh, do what God has put in us, Sometimes we repent. Sometimes we do stuff for people and we're like, oh, my goodness. But sometimes they're ungrateful. Sometimes they just keep doing stuff over and over again. Sometimes they just show you who they really are and you have to believe who they really are and just think God is perfect. So if we're repenting for loving on people and doing stuff for people, and covering people, I can't imagine how much God is repenting for what he does for us because he's still faithful to us in spite of our disappointment. He created us in his likeness and image. He did not um, say and now kill one another, but yet from Adam and Eve, their very sons, you know, killed one another. But God created us for love. So, yes, I could see him repenting because I've repented when I've helped people, and I know many people have probably repented for doing things for me. That's what I think. Thank you so much, and I agree with you with that. Is there anyone else who would like to speak at this time before we continue? Okay, I I just, like I said, I was looking at the weather and, and how it's going from the East Coast to the West Coast around the globe. They're talking about the, um, the way the heat is just overtaking the uh, earth and how um, we can't find, you know, we find places that, it never got hot like this. So when you when you listen to the news and they tell you it's uh, triple digit degrees in South Dakota, you know something's going on. Um, Apostle, uh, we got a message on here that uh, Pastor Handy say to repent is to become sorrow, sorrowful. God was sorry that He made man, but the joy that was set before Him. The plan of let me hit this, see what else to say. Let me see the rest of the path handy. I can't get it though. It said, but the plan of salvation continues, and I thank God for His plan that it continues. I thank God for His continuous love for us. I thank God for giving us another chance. You know. We know that he's a God of many chances, and I thank him for that. 
that when um, Noah let the bird, the dove go out and it came back with the twig in his mouth and he knew that there was land, he was able to wait so many days before he was able to let him, everybody out and told him to replenish the earth and go back and, uh, and God tried to do his works, not try, God did his works over again. But it just seemed like right now, man, <clears throat> kind is so busy trying to prove God wrong. Because even if you read in the, the second Peter, it, it talks about uh, where is he with his uh, second, his promise. Oh, he's coming. He's coming. But while we're waiting on him, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I said, you're born in a year, and you die in a year. It's space between my hands. So even on your um, obituary, uh, your tombstone, there's a line. What is that line saying about you? What 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 is that? What is the line going to say when you have to go and stand before God? Second Peter's talking about judgment also. When are you going to stand before God? When you go to stand before him, what are you going to say? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Well, I meant, like, I, I, I did something like, God said, how to cold. If you look warm, he's going to spew you out of his mouth. You think about it. You hot, you need some cold water, you drink some warm water, water with stuff. It's lukewarm. You're going to spew it out your mouth. You're going to spit it out. So you, you cannot sit and decide that you're going to play games. It's too late in the day. It's too late in the day. I'm not pointing in my life I'm willing to take a chance. See, when I was young, I was kind of frame of mind, like most people out there, we're going to live forever, that if bullets will bounce off my chest if you try to stab me with a knife, the blade, a bend, you know, little plastic knives we got when we were children. If I, you know, we figured we could do any and everything and not get hurt or we'll be like a rubber band. We pop it and they come back. Um, the young people, I look at them, or I could just say people out here now, they caught up with these video games. They think everything is a restart. You restart, you push the button, restart, and, you can uh, try it again. No. It's not no restart. They're already trying to talk about, trying to wipe out history. Like they're trying to wipe out the Christians. They're trying to wipe out the history of how America was built. It's amazing to me how every nationality can be celebrated. Every nationality can be talked about. But when we when it comes to the back, the lives, families that was destroyed from America, they want to change it. They want to sugarcoat it. They want to take out the black smeared part and paint it white. I, mm -mm. What we have to do is we have to understand that even with God, chosen people, those of us that we felt that we were uh, the Gentiles that was granted, uh, inherited, we have to know that 
what God has for you is for you. Nobody can wipe out what God has for you, no matter how hard they try. But still, you have to come to a point in life, you have to say, for God I live, for God I die. I was telling a friend a couple of months, about a couple of weeks ago, I'm sorry. I said, you know, we was born to die. It goes back to the year you was born and the year you died. The Bible didn't show us where it was sunshine every day. But what it showed us, we was going from one point to the next point, it showed us how to hold on, how to trust. It taught us we could run to the God. We can wait on God. God is our restorer. God is our redeemer. God is our refuge. God is our savior. We can repent. We can stand. We can wait. No matter what they say, when we know what, the words say, we know. They're trying to teach us that the truth is a lie and that the lie is truth. They're trying to teach us that no matter what the words say, they're going to change it. I know, you know, what God said in his word. I read it. I know what God said about building the kingdom of God. I know what God said about replenishing the earth, man and woman, replenishing the earth. I know what God said about salvation. Some people, a lot of people probably going to get mad at me for what I just said, but take it up with Jesus. Because I'm telling you, I believe what I believe. You want to force your beliefs on me, but you tell me I have to hold back on my beliefs. I believe God. I believe God's word. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. The word teaches me there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing going on now that haven't tried, been tried before. God, after he destroyed it with Noah, after he destroyed Solomon Gomorrah, they still keep trying to bring this stuff up. But God is God. If God repented that he made man, y'all, all I'm saying is get it right. Get it right with the Lord. Don't sit back and, and try to let nobody convince you what the word of God says. Get at it. If you get in a place, a place in the Word, and you just stuck right there, stay there. And you know, God take you from there. Ask God to teach you what it is He's teaching you at that place you're at. Because see, some of us didn't come up in church. Some of us weren't brought up with a church background. Some of us weren't taught about what the Lord said. Some of us didn't get that. But when I tell you the word of God says that in his word will be preached in all the highways and the byways, there will be no excuse. Believe me, there will be no excuse. When you get the chance to hear 
All I'm going to say is choose you this day whom you're going to serve. I'm not going to serve a God that I can make out of clay. I'm not going to serve a God that uh, I can go buy off the shelf because that that's going to only go where I go or it's going to only be where I put it. I'm serving a God that's everywhere for everybody. He knows all things. Because, see, if I have I need God at 12 midnight, I want to be able to call on him and, and don't have to wait till I get home and get him off the shelf or get before. Mm-mm. Or if I need him at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I want to be able to call on him and de- depend on him being there for me. You know, it talks about in the uh, book of Genesis, I, I don't know if it was the third chapter or the fourth chapter, when it talked about when God's son saw um, the women on the earth and they found them fair and they went into them and they had children and there was giants in the land. God was like, mm-mm. When I tell you things have been going on for quite a while, get in this book, get in the Bible, and talk to God and, and, and say, God, okay, give me an understanding of what I'm reading. Now, I, I don't have the understanding that this person have or that person have because I know what God has me, but I'm asking God to open my understanding even more, enlarge my territory in my mind and heart concerning his kingdom. I'm not going to ever say that I know more than I know, but I will say I'm asking God to open my eyes, open my heart, open my mind. I'm asking God that. Because, see, I don't want to be caught up in a place where I forget how much God loves me, where I forget that I can go before him and repent. As Apostle said tonight, that God is, you know, she said some things that really just touch our heart to tell us that when God do what he do, we know it's God. Pastor Linda Handy was saying how to repent is to become sorrowful. We need to remember that we have to be sorry for what we've done. Like Apostle said, that the people done some stuff, but she sure they were sorry. If she done some stuff, she was sorry about. We have to understand our way out. We have to understand that when God gave us another chance, that it's time for us to get it right. I thank God for the program. I thank God for being able to talk to people on Facebook as well as on Blog Talk. I thank God for the opportunity because, see, God has, like he said in his word, he gave different levels of ministry to different people. You know, excuse me, I tease my sister a lot. I say, you know, God have allowed you to go sit down and eat with Oprah. See, God didn't allow me to do that because God, I probably say she's too loud <laughs> at that time. You know, but you got to know where your ministry is at. And you have to minister to people that God has appointed you to. I wouldn't dare 
go try to minister to people that I know won't receive me. As my sister teaches me all the time, you got to know the language. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know the language of the military, but she did. I don't know that language. I wouldn't go over there talking about E4, E5, E10. I wouldn't even know what E to be talking about. I would not go over there. Or the G or I wouldn't I wouldn't even try. So you have to know where your ministry is at. You have to know what God has appointed you because you do not want to be an embarrassment. You don't you don't want God to repent that he made you and you definitely don't want him to repent that or make you repent for going around saying you represent him. So I just want I'm, I thank God for his, our foundation of scripture. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. That's Matthew 6 to 33. So when you think about working for and pulling people to the acknowledging and the the knowledge of the kingdom, you have to be willing to just deal with what people are going to say about you. I, I, you know, I'm just throwing it in as a sidebar. Sometimes people don't want to hear what you got to say, especially if they're around their friends, because a lot of times people don't want people to know they believe in God or they know the Bible. You would not believe some of the things people are dealing with out here because they're ashamed. But I remember the Bible saying, if you are ashamed of me before man, God, Jesus said, I will be ashamed of you before my father. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed. So... Y'all take that little nugget right there. So I'm going to ask if anybody on Blog Talk would like to say anything at this time before we end the service. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, this is Cecilia again. I just want to thank God for his faithfulness and for his love. As many people have testified and said, if it had not been for the Lord on my side. I have repented, and I have either said I'm sorry, and as they say, return to my vomit. But what I love about God is that he gave me another chance and another chance and another chance. I am so grateful, and I pray that everyone truly does repent and not go back to that which they've done before. But don't stop repenting until you get it right. Until your repentance actually turns into a repentance instead of, I'm sorry or I apologize. Just keep on doing it because God is married to the backslider. Thank you, woman of God, for the lesson on tonight. Thank you so much, Apostle Lake. Is there anybody else at this time? Okay. Thank you all for joining in. I would like to give you all a couple of announcements. Um, if you are looking for to come back for the program, you can come back on, what is that? I'm going to say Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for our very own apostles like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. We will be listening for her to bring forth the word of God. She will be on blog talk, and that is 3 
1-800-861-2345. Okay? Excuse me. Excuse me for sneezing. If you come back Monday, this Monday morning, I mean Monday evening at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be talking to our young people to see what God has to say uh, concerning the kingdom of God. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And next Friday, I will be back at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to see what God has to say also. If you find yourself needing prayer, Pastor Linda Handy has a prayer line. The phone number is 605-313-4818. The number is 605-313-4818. Her access code to that prayer line is 641-147. Also, Sister Carmen has a prayer line, 605 605- Three one three four two eight four six zero five three one three four two eight four. Her access code is five two eight two six zero seven five two eight two six zero seven. And don't forget that God is a God of mercy, of grace, of power. God will. Show up and show out. Be patient on God. Don't don't put a time limit on God. Don't put uh, God in a situation in your mind that you figure he's not there. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Remember that. And I want you all to keep in prayer, um, Pastor Seven Troy Thomas. Keep in prayer, Deacon Frederick Thomas. Junior, keep in prayer, Monty Jamal Thomas. Keep in prayer, Prophet Antoine Thomas. I would like for you all to pray for Pastor Linda Handy and her husband Gregory Handy. And I want to ask you all to please pray for my cousin Cassandra Armstrong. Please pray for her. She's um, her and her husband expecting their first child. Please keep her in your prayer. Please pray for my nephew, Brandon, and his wife, Michaela Kaiser. They're expecting their, this is their second birth, their first birth was a set of twins. And I've been praying and asking God to give them a set of twin boys to go with those twin girls they've been having. I'm smiling because my nephew keeps saying, Renee, don't say that. But I'm praying. Just pray for them, please. Pray for my nephew, Taiwan and his wife, Raven Harris, and their family. Pray for Tisha Wanda Kaiser and her family. Pray for LaVon and Carlton Merritt and their family. I'm asking you all to pray for Minister Margot McCor. Please pray for her and her husband. Ask God to work a miracle. Ask God to let her be a walking, talking miracle that People won't believe what they're saying because we know that God is more than able. I'm asking God to just heal her. 
heal her heart. I pray that her faith fell or not. I pray that her, his faith for her husband and God fail him not. God, I just ask you to touch and bless Minister Ron Montgomery and Mother Tony Montgomery and their family. I'm asking you to bless Dr. Serena Wright and her family. I'm asking you to bless Apostle-elect. God, I'm asking you to give her her reward. I'm asking you to let us present her with her flowers while she lives. God, I know for a fact she's been faithful. All of them been faithful, God, but I'm asking you for a special prayer for her, God. She has some things on the altar that she hasn't told anybody about. God, I'm asking you to let her surprises, let her love, let the windows of heaven be open. Let your blessings overtake her, oh, Lord. God, I'm just asking you to just let them pour out and pour out and pour out and pour out and pour out. God, where your words say she won't have room enough to receive. God, I'm asking you to bless her just like that. Just like that, God. How do you bless a blesser, oh Lord? Teach us how to bless a blesser, oh God. I'm asking you to bless my family, God. Stanley Wright Sr., Stanley Wright Jr. God, I'm just asking you to bless them beyond their mind, beyond their they thoughts. God, bless them. Open up a window in heaven for them, oh God. God, put everything in order concerning Stanley Wright Sr., Stanley Wright Jr., God bless my house. God, everybody that's in contact with us, God, everybody that ministers with us, come and support us, God. We just ask you to come in contact with them, oh God, in the secret place, oh God. We ask you for deliverance, oh God. We ask you for breakthrough, oh God. God, we ask you to bless the Wilkins family on tomorrow with the service of putting away their mother, Margaret, their Wilkins. Oh, God, we just ask you for a special prayer for them, oh, Lord. Touch them right now, God. Touch Uncle Ben. Touch Diane and Charlotte and Tony and Brian. God, we just ask you to touch the Wilkins family. Touch them, oh, Lord. Mm. Keep Uncle Ben, oh God. Lose his wife of double-digit years, oh God. I don't know how many, but I know they've been married all my life, and I'm in my mid-60s, God. I ask you to keep my Uncle Ben in your, in your heart, oh Lord. Keep him in your hand. Touch him, oh God. God, for everyone I didn't say their name, God, blame it to my head and not my heart. Cover, cover, cover all my nieces and nephews, cousins and friends, and associates, God. Bless our coming in, bless our going out, God. Bless us while we rest in, oh God. Minister to us in our sleep, oh Lord. Give us instructions, God. Give us a heart to receive a mind to meditate on and a desire to keep them, oh God. Keep us, Lord. Keep us, Lord. Teach us how to pray when we don't even know how to pray. Teach us, oh Lord. Help us in our unbelief. It is so and so it is. In Jesus' name, I say amen.
Don't forget Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Good night, everyone. <laughs>